This is Happiness Solved with America's Happiness Coach, Sandy Scarlatta. Hello, everyone. Happy New Year. I am so happy you're listening today. Happiness Solved is dedicated to giving you content that is empowering, motivational, inspirational, and of course, a dose of happiness. It's my way to give back to the world and share other people's stories. This thing called life can be challenging, and my guests share their amazing stories, wisdom, and life lessons that demonstrate anyone can choose happiness. You see, happiness is a journey, not a destination. I'm Sandy Scarlatta, and I have been inspiring others to shift their mindset and choose happiness for over 20 years. As we head into a new year, here's some food for thought. How many times have you gotten excited to make your New Year's resolutions only to abandon them? It's okay, you're not alone. Statistics show that roughly 50% of the population sets New Year's resolutions, and yet the majority of those give up within the first 30 to 45 days. In fact, 80% of people who make New Year's resolutions will abandon them during the month of February. I want more than anything for you to succeed in 2023 and have five tips to share with you. One, create a detailed plan on how you're going to ensure that you follow through and take action. Two, get an accountability partner. Three, attach your emotions to the goals. What I mean by that is how will achieving them make you feel? Four, set up an app to track your goals or set up an alarm on your phone to remind you to take action. And lastly, five, celebrate your wins. This is so important because when you celebrate it and give yourself a pat on the back, what you're doing is you're reinforcing that positive behavior and you're more likely to continue doing it. So thank you so much for listening today. And don't forget to leave a review and follow me on social media at Coach Sandy Scarlatta. Today's episode is amazing and I am so grateful for you. Enjoy the show. Dr. Mort Orman, it is such an honor to have you on my podcast today. Thank you so much. I'm very happy to be here. Thank you. Great. So you're an internal medicine physician. And you're also a leading stress and anger elimination expert. You've written 23 books on eliminating stress and longstanding anger issues. And you have 40 years of clinical success teaching people how to live, love, and work stress-free. Right up my alley. Right up my alley. So before we dive into all of this, do you have a backstory as to how you, I mean, I'm just guessing here that you started seeing how most of your patients were suffering from stress-related issues, right? Because I did, I did my research for a presentation a while ago, and I was really astounded at how many doctor's office visits are stress-related. So what is your backstory? Yeah, it's, and, hard, and, it's hard to miss that when you're a doctor. Yeah, right? <laughs> People every day, and then you see them over, you see them over many years, and you, right. see, you see what stress does to people over time. And all the illnesses and problems, not just the illnesses, but the, the problem. They come and they tell you about their problems in their lives and the divorces and the business failures and the problem with the kids and, you know, all kinds of stuff that are related, you know, to their their stress and their anger and other problems that they experience in life. So, yeah, but I was, but it, I mainly got into it because I, as a young physician, even before I got into med school, uh, in college, uh, and even in high school, I was experiencing a lot of stress and just got worse in medical school. And, um, 
you know, I knew, so I knew it was a problem. And then, and then I kept looking for answers and I kept trying the traditional stress management stuff and it wasn't helping me that much. And I just kept seeing what was happening to my patients. And I knew that if I, I couldn't give up, in other words, you know, no, many people will just give up. They'll just say, I tried a bunch of things. It didn't work. I guess I can't, you know, I guess I'll never figure out how to get rid of stress. But I couldn't do that because every day I was seeing these people and they were just in my face showing me what stress does to human beings. And I knew that I was in that same situation. Fortunately, nothing bad had happened to me that I knew of at the time, you know, um, and, but I, it just kept me driving. It just kept me looking and searching and led me eventually to do, start doing personal development work because I just wanted to learn more about myself. I wanted to learn more about human beings. You know, in medical school, they don't teach you much about human beings. They teach you about heart, hearts and kidneys and livers and things like that. Which is a good thing, but, you know, that... Well, yeah, but they just don't teach you about the I mean, if it's all... Things. Right, and it's all connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They yeah. leave that out. They leave that out. You're supposed to figure that out on your own if you do. <laughs> <laughs> So that's really great. And I, I'm looking at your bio. I see that you've c conducted hundreds of stress elimination work, workshops for business owners, corporate executives, doctors, nurses, and other professionals, even the FBI. Yep. And that's wow. what, what happened for me was, I, so I did all this traditional stuff that didn't work. And then I started doing personal development work. And that opened my eyes to a lot of things that I thought I believed were true that turned out not to be true just by, you know, about myself and other things in life. And then I just, I just naturally just started questioning everything I've been told about stress. Mm -hmm. And I said, well, what if the same thing was true about stress that a lot of the things that we've been told aren't really true. And it turns out then I dug into that a little deeper and it turns out that was the case. You know, I started discovering all this stuff that wasn't true about things that most experts were teaching people and how mm -hmm. it was actually keeping us stressed. And then once I broke through all that and figured out some stuff that really worked, I said, I got to share this. I can't keep sitting on this. You know, this is such an important health health issue that as a doctor, you know, now that I have this ability and I know how to cure myself of a lot of the stress that I experience, I've got to teach this to other people so that they can have that same, you know, kind of outcomes and benefits and reduce their health risks and hopefully have them live happier and live longer, you know. And, and so I started going workshops and, and it's been 40 years I Whenever somebody asks me to do one, I do them. Wow. Well, the thing is, is that stress, and 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 I want to hear your take on this as a as a doctor. I someone brought it to my attention. You know, stress is kind of an illusion. Not kind of. It is an illusion. Okay, it good. Is, that's one of the things, one of the first things I discovered. I'm like, oh, my God, they've been teaching us that the problem we have is stress. And it's like, it's like a unicorn. It's like nothing. <laughs> it's really, it's really just a word. When, yeah. you really, when you really get down to it, what I realized 40 years ago was that stress is just a word that some guy named Hans Selye invented in the 1930s and 40s, 40s, around the 40s. And until he did that, nobody, no human beings ever suffered from stress. Seriously? Seriously. All the people that went, nobody ever had stress during World War I. Not a single person complained of stress, you know, because, because the word wasn't around at the time. Now, they all had issues. They all, they all had difficulties. <laughs> it was a really traumatic period. But they, you know, and, and, then, and then subsequently, 
but we, they didn't have the word stress to label it, you know? Right. And that's what, so Cellier gave us his word called stress. And then everybody started using it instead of being more specific about the problems they were experiencing. Mm-hmm. So now instead of saying, well, I'm getting angry all the time or I'm getting frustrated or I'm having marital problems or my kids are misbehaving or my business is experiencing difficulties. Now we just say, you know, or I'm overwhelmed or whatever. Now we just say, well, I'm stressed. And, and we just, it's this basket term that you can fit any human problem into. Right. So stress turns out to be a word that we use to stand for problems. And it's the problems we're suffering from, not this mythical entity called stress, which as you mentioned, it really is an illusion. And so you can't, you know, you can't really tackle stress. You can't cope with stress. You can't deal with stress because it's, a, it's just a label. What you can do is you can deal with anger. You can deal with relationship issues. You can deal with business problems. And you can deal with uh, other emotions. You can deal with lots of problems in life with your kids, but you've got to focus on those problems and you, and you can't be running around thinking that your problem is stress, which unfortunately is what everybody's being taught to think. And, you know, the same thing's true about happiness. Ha- you know, happiness is just a word. <laughs> happiness is not an emotion. It's just a word. And it, it's an umbrella term that stands for lots of positive and pleasurable feelings and emotions that human beings have. But there's no emotion to happiness. Right. Nobody feels happy. You may feel joyous. You may feel excited. You may feel proud of, of an accomplishment. That you, you may feel gratitude. You may feel a whole bunch of positive things. Okay. But happiness is just a label to a container to hold all of those various positive emotions that human beings can experience. So people are telling us to go out there and pursue happiness, which is like, again, try to deal with stress. It's like trying to deal with a label or a a container (laughs) that has lots of specific things in it. That's the real gold, the specificity of the things that are, that the label's referring to, not the label itself. You know? Right. So you're the creator of the ultimate stress release system, the I Can't Believe I'm Not Angry Anymore 10 session coaching program. Can you summarize that for us and maybe give us just one or two things that the listeners can take away and apply to their life right now that will help them at least start to have some relief from our quotes? Stress. Well, I I don't believe in giving people like quick fix tips. You know, right. I, I don't, and people always ask, you know, give give me a tip for how to deal with stress. Stop trying to deal with stress is the best tip I can give. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Perfect. Get out of your mind. Get rid of it. Some of your vocabulary. And and we're not going to do obviously. I mean, I'm I've used it twenty times already today. <laughs> so, but the thing to do is just to make a little mental switch. If you just anytime you hear the word stress, whether you're saying it or thinking it or feeling it or whatever, or somebody else is talking to you about their stress, just change it to problems. And and you'll be on a much better path because then you'll have to ask the next question is, well, what problems are you talking about? You know, what specific mm. problems am I experiencing as a, as a human being? And it forces you to get more specific. So if you just get rid of stress and flip it over to problems, that's a, that's the best tip I know of to, to give anybody. Now, now how, how you solve problems is a more complex issue. You know, a lot of times you don't have a simple, simple fix to those things, but you can identify a problem, get at its causes, 
and deal with those causes. And that's basically what the ultimate system is all about. Okay. It's taking that approach, which which human beings have been using since the dawn of civilization. Okay, we, we, We've all been using this. It's just that when it comes to stress, we haven't been taught to think of our stress in this way and apply that same common sense problem-solving approach to deal with whatever problems we're experiencing under this umbrella called stress. So, for example, if you have anger, you want to understand, okay, what is what's the, what causes anger for human beings? And yes, there's a lot of things out externally that happen. People say things, people do things, the government does things, the media does things, politicians do things, you know. Um, so there's always the, your, your spouse does things, your kids do things, your coworkers, your employees. There's all this external stuff that's going on. That, and then we get angry at times and we think it's a one-to-one, you know, that happened and it caused me to get angry. Well, that's not to say that's that's false, that that did happen. You did right. get angry as a result. But there's a there's something in between that's invisible that we don't see. Mm. And that's the thoughts and the behavior patterns that get triggered inside us that have to be there in order to feel angry. If you're not thinking in certain ways, if you're not reacting and behaving in certain ways, you don't get the emotion of anger. And that's all invisible to us. So when we try to solve our problems of anger, it mostly looks like we got to control the external behavior of other people and outside circumstances or change it or fix it is the only way we're going to have peace, you know, and, and, and joy. If we can't change and fix it, we, we're going to be stuck being angry. Well, that's not the case because if you know what the internal mechanism is that causes anger for all human beings, we all think the same way when we're angry. You know, now the specifics may be different, but the general right. generic, you know, framework of thinking is always going to be the same. And if you know what that is, you can step in and you can start to deal with those internal causes, not just the external causes. So what I discovered, again, 40 years ago, when I was trying to deal with my own anger, and I had a lot of it back when I was younger and a young physician, when I opened my practice, I would get angry at my patients a lot when they wouldn't follow my advice. <laughs> I would get angry on the tennis court all the time when I played tennis. <laughs> I was just a, I was like John McEnroe, you know, <laughs> you, you ever remember him? <laughs> oh, I'm obsessed with tennis. I talk about it all the time on my podcast that like, yeah, I'm obsessed. <laughs> Whenever I would miss a shot, I would just start stomping around and smashing my racket against anything that was around. I would get dirty looks from people playing on the courts next to me. I was just like a basket case. And but nothing and I couldn't I couldn't stop it. I couldn't control it. No matter what I tried, it didn't work. It wasn't until I started to understand my internal reactions and what was going on with me and how I was thinking and how I was behaving. Uh, then I started to get some control over it. And the more I was able to practice with that. You know, um, so I, it became not only practicing my tennis <laughs> skills, <laughs> but practicing my skills of understanding why I was getting angry so often on the tennis court. And that helped because I had a lot of opportunity to practice. And so I got really good with understanding these internal, hidden, invisible dynamics. And then I could see them in other places, in my relationships with people and other areas of my life. And I was much better able to recognize them and deal with them because, you know, I had all this accumulated experience of success, you know, in letting go of my anger when I could go through that process, you know, and that's what I teach people to do in that 10 session, you know, uh, coaching program. Now I teach them how to understand the internal causes of anger so that they can get free of it 
you know, you don't have to, so you don't have to manage anything. You're not punching a punching bag to deal with your anger. You're not putting your fist through a wall or, or, you know, or yelling and screaming at people. You know, you're, you're, you're actually understanding why it is you got angry and you're understanding what you can do to not feel angry. It can happen in a flash if you understand the system. And it's the same system, by the way, I apply to any stressful problem. So the ultimate system for eliminating stress is stop trying to deal with stress, identify the, the problem you're having, mm-hmm. identify the causes, both the external and the internal ones. The internal ones are what most people don't know how to do. Right. Everybody can see the external ones. And then deal with the causes as best you can. If you can fix an external cause and it makes your problem go away, great. Do it. A lot of times we can't, though. But you can always deal with the internal causes once you know what they are. So you can take any any of hundreds of stressful problems in life, apply that same system that I applied to anger and teach people to apply to anger. And you can ferret out the internal causes. And that will give you greater clarity, greater insight, and greater power to do something about them. For example, if I'm not, I don't coach people around finances, but a lot of people have financial stress, but it's the same thing. If you have financial stress, there are things that you're doing. There's ways you're thinking about money that aren't working and are causing your problems. You can go to a hundred different financial consultants, people who work in this space, and they know they will be able to figure out very quickly exactly the mistakes you're making and how you're thinking poorly how you're approaching your money poorly and how your habits are producing the financial problems you're having. And they'll teach you how to straighten it out. If you follow their advice, you can solve the problem. Many people have. Okay. So, the, so I don't, I don't have the expertise personally to coach somebody through a financial type of stress problem, but there are many people out there who do. And that, that's what it takes. That might be what it takes to solve the problem. You know, I have a lot of expertise in many other problems I can help people with. But um, but the point is, you can find people that can help you sort out these internal causes. You can read books. You can go on YouTube. And there'll be people probably talking about how to identify some of these these internal causes of what's causing a particular type of problem in life, you know? So how much is perspective when it comes to identifying or even helping you make that switch with either stress or anger, you know, especially with external things, right? You you mentioned the government, politicians, you know, all of those things people get so angry about. And if you were to shift your perspective on that, on those external things, it would make a world of difference. But is that part of what you're talking about? And well, what happens, what happens is as human beings, we've, we get programmed as we go through life. We get conditioned, right. we get programmed. Uh, whatever experiences we have in life get registered some, at some point, some level in our bodies. And we're just, and we function automatically. We think automatically a lot of times. We behave automatically. Our emotions happen automatically. And, and they happen automatically because we have automatic thoughts and automatic behavior. So, so you already have like a conditioned perspective, whatever we each have our, whatever right. ours is. You know? We actually right. have multiple, multiple perspectives on different things. Right. And they've been ingrained in us and they just, you know, when we see that thing or something happens, we just automatically have that perspective on it. And, but it's all invisible. Most right. Of the time, you know? Right. And so, yeah, perspective is where it's at. <laughs> the perspective is what's causing our stress at times. And, and not to say all perspectives are bad because a lot of them are, you know, 
give us benefits. And right. So, but, but the ones that cause stress and problems, um, we don't see them usually. And so it's hard to change your perspective if you don't identify, first identify the one that's automatically happening that's causing the problem. And then when you can see it, you can, you can elevate it from invisible to visible. And then you can look at it. You can say, wait a second, you know, that may not be the best thing for me to be waiting for me to be thinking. Yeah. This happened happened for me in relationships. One of my Mm -hmm. big stresses early on in my life was just failing repeatedly in all my relationships, particularly Mm -hmm. with women. I mean, a hundred percent failure rate, no matter how good they started out, how long they lasted. And some of them lasted a couple of years and then fizzled. And it, <laughs> I, I had it had it takes a certain number of those before it dawns on somebody like me <laughs> that I might have something to do with it. <laughs> well, not everybody has that awareness to say, okay, the common denominator in all of these situations is me, right? Like, and I, I can do that very late in life. Um, it, I, I would do a post mortem every time I would do have a relationship fail. And I would always identify what was wrong with the woman that I should have chosen that kind of woman with that personality or whatever. And then I would make sure I wouldn't make that mistake going forward. But it didn't matter. It didn't matter who I chose or how different they were. It always turned out the same way. <laughs> Until I realized that I had these perspectives on relationships and how to succeed in them that I didn't even know I had. They were just in the back of my brain somewhere. I might have gotten them from television sitcoms or who knows, friends or who knows what, but I just had these ideas about how to succeed in relation. And I, when I actually unearthed them and, and put them out in the open where I could see them. Okay. I, I said to myself, that's not a success system. <laughs> that's a guaranteed failure system. I wouldn't want to be with somebody who treated me that way or did those things in a relationship, tried to be in control all the time, tried to get their way all the time. You know, it would, would never admit when they were wrong. I mean, I, I wouldn't want to be in a relationship with somebody like that, but that's how, that's how I behaved kind of automatically and I didn't even notice it, you know? And so I couldn't change, and, and I had to change my perspective on relationships. Like, what the hell does work in relationships? I had to go pursue that, <clears throat> find people that could help me understand that, apprentice with some people, study with some people, and eventually I was able to turn my whole failure pattern around my, my wife and I just celebrated our 38th wedding anniversary. Wow. And that would have never happened had I not changed my perspective, which meant identifying the, the crappy perspective that I had, <laughs> that I didn't know I had <laughs> and realizing how crappy it was. <laughs> that it wasn't hey, <laughs> as long as you got there and you have a huge success story. So congratulations to you. Wow. Now real quick, I want to touch on anger because a lot of people are very angry. But are they just, again, air quotes, stressed? Like there's definitely a correlation, right? Remember, you got the, you got the, the umbrella term stress. Right. That's a word that stands for any problems that human beings experience that they don't want to experience. Okay. It's bothering them or making them sick or causing issues for them in life. Okay. So under that umbrella, you have any, all the negative emotions that people don't like having. You have all the relationship conflicts and problems that people don't like having. You have all the work-related situations and problems that people don't like experiencing. You've got all the financial stuff people don't like having. You've got all the changes that occur or new things that pop up, like COVID, 
<laughs> that people are fond of. <laughs> you've got all these, so you, you've got these silos underneath the umbrella, and one big silo is emotions. And in the emotion silo, you've got anger, you've got guilt, you've got fear, you've got worry, you've got sadness, you've got frustration, you've got a jealousy, you've got a whole bunch of specific emotions. So anger is just one little sliver of the whole stress pie, but it's an important one. You yeah. know, it, and it's a damaging one. It damages our health. It damages our relationships. It damages our relationships with our spouses, with our kids at work. You know, it can cause you to lose your job, not get promoted. And then it can cause you to get sick. Yeah. Heart attacks, strokes, high blood pressure. I saw a ton of stuff. A lot of angry people ended up with a lot of bad illnesses. Yeah. um, After years and years and years of not doing anything about their anger. So it's so it's a it's a part of the stress continuum and it's a it's an important one and that's why i'm focusing on that i mean i could focus on a ton of different stress stuff but i want to focus on anger because it is so prevalent particularly over the last few years and it is so important well it's like there's a little in-depth understanding of it as a human phenomenon and the media doesn't help us in that regard our educational system doesn't teach us anything it's just such a failure of 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 uh, life mastery education to not equip our young people and our population with the knowledge of how to get rid of anger because it's actually easy to do. Yeah. Nobody's telling us that it is. Nobody's telling us how to do it. So that's why I, you know, I'm in my retirement years now, but I can think of nothing better that I could devote my time to now than helping people get out of the throes and the clutches of anger so that they can have a happier life and, and have better relationships and not end up divorced and not end up in the hospital, you know, and not have their life cut short when it's not necessary. Yeah. I mean, anger really is like a disease and it just eats you up inside. It does. It causes disease. Even of itself, it's not a disease, but it causes a lot of disease over time. Uh, And and we don't even know half the story. I mean, the ones we know, this is true with anything with stress-related illnesses. The ones we know about, the relationships we know about where stress contributes to illness, uh, there's so many more, most likely, there's so many more ways stress contributes to so many other illnesses that we don't have a clue about yet, that we haven't figured out, but it's probably real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, for sure. For sure. Well, before we conclude this, Dr. Orman, is there anything else that you want to share with the audience today that we haven't touched on just yet? Um, well, just to make the connection, I mean, I, I see happiness and stress as being like the opposite sides of a coin. You know, it's when you're, when you're stressed, it's hard to be happy. And when you're happy, it's hard to be, feel stressed. So, and, and there are a lot of other similarities between anger and stress and the fact that we've been giving a lot of bad advice about both, you know, how to, how to deal with both, or how to, how to deal with stress in one sense and how to, how to pursue happiness and none, which is a stupid thing to say, but you know, how to, how to be happy, <laughs> how to create, generate happiness. Um, uh, we've gotten a lot of bad advice. So uh, there's just so many myths and misconceptions about both of those areas, which is one of the reasons why I wanted, you know, to, to talk with you on this podcast, because, because that's part of my life mission is to try and straighten out a lot of this gobbledygook that's been given to people that doesn't help and it makes us less happy and it makes us less uh, at peace with ourselves, you know, um, when we could be. So 
so I think I mean there needs to be a lot more people talking the truth not about a lot of things in our society, particularly about happiness and stress. You know, yes, where we need more truth tellers and more people devoted to spreading the truth about these things. Absolutely, and Dr. Orman, thank you so much for your work because. We do need people talking about this. And, and it's, your podcast is a great vehicle, you know, to get yes. some support out. So thank you for creating that. Thank you. <laughs> well, being part of the solution. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Well, we could talk for hours on this. I definitely want to have you on again. And I don't say that very often. Not to any of my guests who are hearing this. It's not because you weren't a good guest. It's just because of your your... A, a medical doctor and you really saw and, and still see, um, it's just such an important conversation. So we, we will definitely have you back on again. And Dr. Orman, thank you so much for your work. And where can people find you? Um, they can find me at my website, which is doc or, docorman.com. That's D-O-C-O-R-M-A-N. Just like Susie Orman, who I have no relationship to. <laughs> uh, so docorman.com. Or if they want to find out more about my anger program, they can go to thetruthaboutanger.org. Okay. O-R-G. And there's a little handout that they can get that explains more about uh, my philosophy on anger. Fantastic. And I will make sure those are in the show notes as well. So Dr. Yeah. Orman, thank you again. And thank you to all our listeners. Yeah. Thank you. I certainly hope that you enjoyed today's interview. Thank you so much for joining me. And as always, I hope that you and your family are healthy and safe and that your lives are filled with peace, joy, and happiness. Take care, everyone.